Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Crime with a K. I'm Kelsey. And I'm your boy Chase. He's getting more comfy on the mic. I am. I'm getting used to this. He's also bundled up. Oh, it's so cold in this house. <laughs> I am freezing everybody. I turned the AC off. Yeah, now she has the fan going. Because, so. because last time when I was editing it, I heard it back and I had to raise Chase's volume so that he could align with me because he definitely speaks more softer than I do. Mm-hmm. But when i did that you could hear like the ac in the background which always sounds like a jet engine is taking off so well can they hear the fan (laughs) he has to freeze i guess we'll find out (laughs) so today's case is a shorter one um so basically when you guys are going to be hearing this it's going to be monday but right now it's monday of the week prior monday the 10th so it's a little bit of inception Yes, tell them why. Because I am going on a surprise trip to Nashville in two days for my mom's bachelorette, her surprise bachelorette. Shout out Jen, she's getting married. And so what is happening is I'm going to be there from Wednesday to Sunday and then I come back Sunday night and obviously I'm not going to have any time to edit, record stuff while I'm there. So I wanted to get a case up for you guys at least on Monday and not have to make you wait till the end of the week next week to get a case. But this is an interesting one. Well, I'm excited to hear it. And I'm going to miss you. I know. I'm going to miss you. But it's definitely a speedy one. I'm excited too. But it's a good one. Yeah, let's do it. We have to do coffee of the day. Oh, well. Let's tell him. Chase, here first. Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> we can do... I don't know. Did you... Well, this past weekend, we were in Virginia Beach. Oh, yeah. I Did I have a coffee? Oh, I had Starbucks. Yeah. So, what'd you get? No, I didn't have no, Starbucks. No, you didn't. I no, didn't what did you get? I didn't have coffee at all this weekend. All right. Oh, no, you didn't. No, I didn't have a single coffee. I got coffee with your dad both days. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, no. I think we got Burnberry out of town. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Friday so going out. So Friday what did you get? Friday going out, I got... I honestly don't know. It was the... <laughs> it's whatever you ordered for me. <laughs> we literally pulled up to the window. The girl thought it was the funniest thing in the entire world because we pull up and the girl goes, Hi, how are you? And Chase goes, Good, how are you? And she's like, What can I get for you? And Chase turns and goes, What do I get from here? I was so stunned. I had no idea. You got a medium ice caramel macchiato there with 2% go. milk. Boom. It was very good. Very sugary. Did you, you didn't really start drinking it though till halfway through the ride. Yeah, because I, I, uh, I wanted to kind of 
not die off by that like three hours <laughs> in so it's more of an after drive thing at the end yeah. <laughs> and then it was probably good that you had that because we had to go straight to a rehearsal dinner and then an i do bbq i do bbq i do bbq it was good it was a great weekend i had a lot of fun congratulations to my best friend bubba and his wife tori wow that's weird to say wife tori well, <laughs> congratulations to them so. yeah it was a really good wedding it was a really pretty wedding Mm-hmm. good time chase was a groomsman sure was and then i got i'm gonna do the coffee i got with your dad probably go for it we went to starbucks and i got a medium ice or a venti iced coffee unsweetened with three pumps of pumpkin but then we went kayaking his dad took me kayaking around virginia beach which was really fun sure did and very pretty yeah y'all had a blast and i'm gonna learn how to fish oh here we go <laughs> so jumping into today's case so today's case is about veterans okay and it's pretty sad okay also takes place up in my home state of massachusetts mm, okay so Kristen Heather Gilbert was born Kristen Heather Strickland on November 13th, 1967 in Fall River, Massachusetts. Her parents were Richard, who was an electronics executive, and Claudia, who was a part-time teacher and a homemaker. And Kristen was the oldest, and she did have a younger sister. So Kristen was a pretty normal kid. She excelled in school and was a part of the math club. I was not. No. That was my least favorite subject. Least favorite and least good at. No, no. Chemistry and sciences were all... I was so bad at that type of science. Really? Oh, my God. Because it had math. Uh, Plus science. I was okay with chemistry, but math itself... Math was so hard. Math is so hard. So, basically, if we have children, they're screwed. Mm. I'll be looking for a tutor. Very much so. A math tutor. Very much so. So, no one in Kristen's childhood ever noticed any strange behavior, but as she entered her teenage years, family and friends did begin noticing that there were some pretty not only strange, but really scary behavior that was going on. They started noticing that she was habitually lying, which is never a good sign, and then she was believing the lies that she was telling. Ah, okay. And she had a long track record of faking suicide attempts in order to manipulate people into doing things that she wanted them to do. Okay, so, okay, extreme. Oh, extreme lying. And extreme reactions to things that she didn't like. Okay. She would also make really scary and violent threats to her friends and family and people that she went to school with during her teenage years, again, to get them to do what she wanted them to do. Okay. Kristen graduated from... Groton Dunstable High School in Groton, Massachusetts. Okay, I from Mass. I say, but this is the debate. I say Groton. Everyone else says Groton. Okay, well, if they if they're saying Groton, then it's Groton. I guess it's way out in Western Mass. I think so. It wasn't anywhere near where I grew up. Ah, okay, Plymouth Rep. Yeah, the Rock people. <laughs> In 1986, she enrolled in Bridgewater State College in Bridgewater, Massachusetts, but she ended up faking a suicide attempt, and because of that, she was ordered psychiatric treatment by Bridgewater State College officials. There you go. Due to this, in 1987, she transferred to Mount Wachusett Community College in Gardner, Massachusetts. This girl was bouncing all over the state, so I'm sorry if you can't keep up with this. Yeah, she is just... Well, it's because she's almost trying to fake everything in her life. I wouldn't want to be friends with someone who's like, oh, gonna kill myself today. Like, chill, girl, I'll give you my Cosmo brownie. Like, relax. 
and then she transferred over to Greenfield Community College in Greenfield, Massachusetts. She graduated from Greenfield with a nursing diploma and became a registered nurse in 1988. And then a year later, she went on to marry Glenn Gilbert, and they went on to have two children. Wow, that's impressive. I know. While she was in college, she worked as a home health aide, and it is reported that she purposely scalded a... Okay, before we get into this, she's a horrible person. I can see so, that. So, like, anything that we say bad about her is warranted. Yeah, she seems awful. She's horrible. It's reported that she purposely scalded a mentally handicapped child with hot bath water who was in her care. Oh, my Just God. because. In 1989, Kristen got a job as a nurse at the Veteran Affairs Medical Center in Northampton, Massachusetts. How? She just had a nursing degree. She was also featured in the magazine VA Practitioner in April of 1990. And outsiders believe that she had a, quote, picture-perfect life. But shortly after working at that VA hospital, Kristen switched from the day shift to the night shift. And this is when she began having an affair with one of the security guards. His name was James Peralt, who was an Army veteran. I don't like where this is going. No. No. And she was dabbling in her own pool, which is never a good thing. She just sucks. Yeah. Over the next little while, Kristen's coworkers began noticing what they believed to be a string of bad luck taking place during Kristen's shifts to the people that were staying at the VA hospital. She happened to be on a shift for a lot of traumatic and distressing medical events that were happening to her patients, and her colleagues jokingly gave her the nickname the, quote, angel of death, because somebody would always die on her shift. Okay, that's just not funny. Why would you... Uh, right Why like would you just not report them that's so weird or like give that nickname because that happens like that's a very sad that's yeah red flags people yeah chase is gonna be our red flag police on this podcast yeah, no jokes of like red flag that yeah red flag that she was also the angel of death at home too her and glenn's marriage became tumultuous and rocky and Kristen began poisoning glenn's food and even went on to try to kill him in a civilian hospital where he was being treated for trying to be poisoned at home what what she was trying to get him gone so she could run away with her new army man oh my god he survived and Kristen left him and her kids for her new army boyfriend because she was like all right poisoning didn't work i guess i'll just like divorce you yeah i'm just gonna dip out i'll just i guess i'll go with um yeah divorce but like good fucking luck james yeah you can have her he's all set things at the hospital became pretty hostile and strange when nurses began to get suspicious of Kristen and the fact of how many people were beginning to just drop dead on her shift in the mid 90s following the suspicion stanley j jagodowski was admitted for a post-operative bowel obstruction and only required oral medication an on-duty nurse saw Kristen enter the exam room with a syringe to quote treat him stanley jagodowski Jagodowski later died that night from a supposed heart attack. What the hell? So he just came in only needing oral medication and, and then did, died. died. Yeah. There was also an ingrained fear amongst patients who began refusing to go into treatment or even care in Kristen's ward or at night. They claimed that if they were treated by her or sent to her ward, they would never make it out alive. Like, why? Yeah, how are people not picking up on this? Well, and it sucks, too, because I feel like, again, this is, like, one of those things that, like, I get really upset with, like, the VA hospitals and, like, the VA stuff and 
It was just like, how do you not pick up on it? Or how do you not, like, I don't know, just, I don't know. How, how, like, how oblivious can you be? I guess, too, when, like, an entire hospital is telling you, like, hey, we're quite frightened of that nurse. We don't want to be treated by her. Like, you should start to look into that nurse. Or, yeah, and everyone, like, if people are actually dying Dying. on a consistent basis. Mm Mm-hmm. Weird. In February 1996, the other nurses of the Veterans Hospital filed a formal inquiry against Kristen Gilbert for malpractice. This followed two deaths and a huge decrease in epinephrine, which is a vasco... Vas... Oh, God. Vaso... (laughs) Vas... Hey, it's my first day at school. You got this. Which is a vasoconstrictor and blood pressure support medication that can also treat severe asthma attacks and allergic reactions, including anaphylaxis in an emergency situation. If needed or if unneeded, this medicine can cause a heart attack. So if you admit this medicine to somebody who does not need it for any of the above circumstances, it'll cause a heart attack and they will probably die. By this time in 1996, Kristen had quit her job and was beginning to just completely unravel. She was then hospitalized for another suicide attempt where she admitted to her boyfriend to murdering all of the people at the VA hospital. She said, quote, I did it. I did it. You wanted to know? Yeah, I killed those guys by injection. What the hell? So then James, the army boyfriend, then went to the cops and was like, Hey, there we go, boy. That's what I'm talking like, about. Red flag that. <laughs> red flag. Oh, he red flagged that. I'm glad. Good boy. He went and he was like, Hey, basically this like psychotic girl that I'm dating is murdering patients over at the VA hospital. But Kristen was like, No, no. I'm smarter than those rascals. I'm going to throw them off. So she tried to throw off the investigation and get the cops off her trail by deciding to call in a bomb threat to the VA hospital. What in her mind thought that w- that was the smartest way to get them off her trail? Well, that's... A- it, that, takes a, that takes six hours. <laughs> they show up, realize there's not a bomb. They're like, okay, back on you again. Like, that's a, that's a before noon the- event. <laughs> Like, you can have lunch and then still get back to it. The other thing is the Northampton police were like, lady, that's literally the bomb squad. Like, we don't don't handle that. Like, we're going to sit with you. The detectives don't undo bombs. They're just going to be like, oh, wow. Okay, that's crazy. Go handle that. I'm going to go look for the psychotic bitch. Well, Kristen was like, okay, that didn't work either. It's oh, bummer. Like, <laughs> it's like the poisoning my husband. So I'm going to go check myself into a psychiatric hospital. That makes total sense. She had checked herself into psychiatric hospitals seven times and only staying between one and ten days each time. In January 1998, Kristen stood trial for the bomb threat and was convicted in 1998 of really just that crime. How? She just because she was the one that called in the bomb threat and admitted that no, she called how, in. I guess like how is that the only thing she's going against? Because right they were just trying to like get her off oh, the I streets. They're like honestly like let's no, not see, do the yeah. murders yet because we don't actually know if she or like we don't have enough. They evidence. just want to stick that hoe in jail. I'm glad. Yeah, because like while she's in jail, they can like work on the case and like not have any constraints about like holding her in jail or holding her in custody or holding like she's in that cell for the bomb threat which i don't even know how many years you would get for the bomb threat i couldn't find how many she got but i'm assuming not a few i'm assuming you'd be in there for quite some time probably well she then went on trial for the murders and va hospital staff speculated that Kristen gilbert may have been responsible for more than 80 deaths and more than 300 medical emergencies 
And the only reason she got caught was her boyfriend. Yep. Yeah, that seems like something on the system right there. Yeah. Failed system. Because 80 people dying on your shift and of no these one. weird... Like the guy who went in for a bowel obje- obstruction and had to take oral medication and died of a heart attack. I mean, that takes 30 minutes to just be like, this seems sketchy. We should do an investigation. Yeah. Yeah. But there's problems with the system. Too many. Over a seven-year span, it's believed that Kristen Gilbert was on duty for over half of her ward's 350 deaths. So they, so more than 80. The prosecutor in the case, Assistant U.S. Attorney William M. Welch III, claimed that Kristen used these medical emergencies to gain the attention of her boyfriend, as hospital rules required that hospital police be at all medical emergencies. Well, that's good, right? No. Oh. She would... Oh, my God. She would purposely put these... Like, kill these people because then he would have to come into the room and she could see him. Oh, I read that totally wrong. (laughs) So wrong. Not good. No, she would be like... Because then he would come in and she'd be like... James, do you think I'm a good nurse? Like, look at it. Like, it was crazy. He almost died. Like, that type of stuff. Oh, so she was doing this. Because just... he was doing his rounds oh, around so the hospital. Oh, so instead of just, like, lying about killing herself, she just wanted to fake kill or try to kill others. But was. For attention. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, the idea of killing someone else or doing it to someone else was now her, fa- like, the way she was. How the hell do you possibly think that's impressing somebody? I have no idea. Well, I guess when, like, you constantly, like, where were her parents? Let's talk about that. I have no... Well, I guess, like, after she had gone through all her issues. Oh, I mean, like, golly. There's so many red flags. Oh, my gosh. Well, and how do you just leave a, a psych ward guy for, like, 10 days, and they're just like, yeah, see ya. Right. Over and over and over again. Who allows that? Like, obviously, if you keep coming back, there's a pattern. It doesn't seem like she had a good relationship with her parents from the things that I read, but also, too, I feel like when you're an adult, people can't force you into a psych ward unless you... Right? I guess not, but it's like, I don't, yeah, who knows, but something, there's something's messed up here. Well, the other thing too is. We lack a lot of guidance or observation into this woman's life. Yes. She needed something. She also did do this too because she was trying to prove to her boyfriend how great of a nurse she was. So like there'd be like a medical emergency and she would try to save it. But I'm confused because she would be killing these people. So then you weren't a great nurse because they're dying. Right? Like I would figure, well, all right, I'm I'm still going to give him props because he saved the day. Yes. And went to the police, but it's like, yeah, dude, it's like, oh my god, that must have been so hard, babe. Like, did you get to save him? No. Every single time? <laughs> like, god damn, babe, you're like over 15 at this point. Like, what, what you doing? Like, god damn. Maybe, maybe you like, should find hey, another profession. Yeah, your scoring streak is pretty, like, <laughs> lopsided here. Like, when are you going to start saving some of them? Chase, the thing too is like Chase would be brutally honest if you were dating this girl. You, I feel like this is not the profession for you. Yeah, I feel like yeah, the nurse is supposed to be there to save them, not bury them every single damn time. <laughs> so James testified against Kristen and said that she confessed to murder to each murder one by one while she was hospitalized in a psychiatric ward. Defense attorney David P. Hoos claimed reasonable doubt based on a lack of direct evidence. It's basically hearsay. <laughs> But according to court records, 
Kristen Gilbert had made violent threats against others since she was a teenager. And at the trial, prosecutors said that Kristen Gilbert used a large kitchen knife in an assault in Greenfield, Massachusetts, in either January or February of 1988. And prosecutors said she tried twice to murder a person by poison in November of 1995. Prosecutors also said that Kristen Gilbert tried to poison a patient at the VA hospital on January 28th, 1996, and that she caused a, a medical emergency by removing a patient's breathing tube at the VA hospital on January 30th, 1994. Oh my gosh. She's really just toying with other people's lives. That's so fucked up. Well, she sounds to me, and like, I don't know if you think this, but she sounds to me like she's like deviantly curious. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, you like to watch other people suffer. So, like, oh, if I take your breathing tube out, like, what will well, that do? I don't know because I don't think she ever thought about anyone else. I don't think she thought about anyone else. You think she wanted to kill? No, because, like, even not even kill. I think it was all about her. Like, the suicides, the, like, just the horrific things she was doing. I don't think she cared about anybody else. It was, like, if this person needs a breathing tube out of his nose to make my life better... Yeah. Or if, like, if I have to kill this person and make my boyfriend proud of me, I'm going to do it because it's, like, it's about me. I don't, I literally do not care about other people's lives. Yeah. It does not matter. Like, you know the strain you have to have on someone's life to constantly be like, oh, I'm going to kill myself. I want to kill my... Like, that stress... If you even have friends, that just stresses the hell out of you. Oh, yeah. And no one wanted to be friends with you. Like, you... If, if, if you were crying wolf Yeah, every you just time. always want to have the center of attention on you. You don't care. Like, she obviously didn't care enough about anybody's life. Yes. To improve hers. No. Like, it's just, yeah. No, she's selfish, little bitch. And she's a walking red flag. Prosecutor said that Gilbert abandoned a patient undergoing cardiac arrest on November 9th, 1995, and then asked another nurse to accompany her on a check of the patients. Prosecutor said that Kristen waited until her colleague independently spotted the patient's difficulty before raising an alarm. Yeah, I mean, I really just think it's for her gain. She's just, like... Interested. Yeah. Because she basically saw that that person was in distress and having an issue and having a heart attack. She walked away and then made the other nurse notice Well, it's like any other psychopath, too. It's that you escalate. You go from petty little lies to bigger lies to bigger lies to bigger lies to the point to you're, like... She might not have been a psychopath in the fact that she, like, was, like, wanting to kill people. I don't think that was, like, ever... I don't think she wanted to wake up and be like, I want to kill this person because I want that person dead. It was like, this is a nobody old person to me, and if I can fuck with them to get what I want, I'm going to do it. Which is attention. Yeah, it was just all about her. It hadn't... Like, she was a different type of psychotic killer, honestly. Yeah, because... It's weird because she's so obsessed with attention, but yet you don't, and like the all about me, but you don't really know if she was like narcissistic. Yeah, and it's not even like it was something like, she had a nickname. Yeah, right. People knew stuff was going on. She wasn't hiding this. This wasn't like, and if she was a nurse and she wanted to kill people and enjoy it, she could have done it in so many different ways. Like these things, like what she was causing was like medical emergencies. What she was causing was... Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, if she wanted to, like, be a psychopathic murderer, she could have gone at the night shift and, like, tortured these people or done some horrific things to people out of pleasure out of murdering others. It was more just, like, I need a toy or just, like, kill this person because I need... It's not a long, painful, like, 
suffering death. And all of what I'm doing is causing a big group of people to come into the room. Yeah, and, and I'm getting like, attention. Try, yeah, and I'm yeah. getting attention because I'm the one that's in here. And I have a nickname, and I have yes. this, and like... Yeah. So Chris and Gilbert also forced an untrained colleague to use cardiac def- defibrillation paddles on a patient during a medical emergency on November 17th, 1995. Kristen refused to use the equipment herself and would not step in to help the untrained nurse to use it, even though the nurse had never used them before. She might not have even known how to use them herself. You don't... No, I think she did. She might. Because she went to nursing school. I mean, yeah, she. but who knows? Prosecutor said that Kristen Gilbert threatened the life of at least one person verbally at the VA hospital and physically in July of 1996. On March 14, 2001, a federal jury convicted Kristen Gilbert on three counts of first-degree murder, one count of second-degree murder, and two counts of attempted murder. Though Massachusetts does not have capital punishment, a.k.a. the death penalty, her crimes were committed on federal property and thus subject to the death penalty. Oh, let's go. That's crazy, though. That this it, 2001 was a big year for Massachusetts and the death penalty because this was also Gary Lee Sampson. Well, it was also 9-11. I know. There's a lot of shit going on in 2001. Mm-hmm. 2001 was a, not a good year. Prosecutors, in an attempt to secure the death penalty, sought to admit evidence of aggravating factors during the penalty phase, including Kristen Gilbert's 1998 conviction for the bomb threat, and the defense introduced evidence of mitigating factors, including the well-being of Kristen Gilbert's two children. Which I kind of think is unfair because she was not around to raise those kids. That's all on the dad that they're good kids, not her. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I, I think a lot of it has to do with where you, how you're raised and where yeah. you come from. And On March 26, 2001, the jury recommended a sentence of life imprisonment. And on March 27th, the judge formally sentenced Kristen Gilbert to four consecutive life terms without the possibility of parole plus 20 years. I mean, that's basically the death penalty. Yeah, so. you're just gonna... my. I got to Your taxes are paying for her food. <laughs> Ugh. She shouldn't be eaten. Uh, let's see. Oh, no, my taxes aren't anymore. No, but... Because I'm down here. But even my... I don't last... know. I'm paying for somewhat horrific person in jail's food right now. True. So. Kristen... Kristen Gilbert was transferred from a prison for women in Framingham, Massachusetts, to a special federal prison in Texas, where she's remained ever since. She's currently serving her life sentence at Federal Medical Center in Carswell in Fort Worth, Texas. In July of 2003, Kristen Gilbert dropped her federal appeal for a new trial after a then-recent U.S. Supreme Court ruling um, said that prosecution was allowed to pursue the death penalty in a retrial so she was like actually no i don't want a new trial because i could possibly get the death penalty well she would have oh 100 percent. yeah she knew she knew the outcome you don't fuck with veterans well and she knew she was guilty i mean yeah well she's crazy fuck that bitch fuck that bitch keep going (laughs) oh sorry she only gets two oh Okay. Well, that's it. Well, Short and sweet today, baby. You really ha- you really are just giving me some uh, some some ones I don't I don't like that woman. Well, Chase this is a true crap podcast. There's not going to be a happy ending. I guess that's okay. That's true. I mean, unless any of y'all know like a case where they re-erect, resurrect from the Yeah, like let me see one of them like 
go to jail, come back and love Jesus or something. That would no. Be, oh, okay. A, what a criminal. Is that what the, we're we're not allowed to do that on this show? No. I mean, here's the, okay. Here's the thing because I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And since this was a shorter episode, we'll close that and we Uh-oh. can get into it. Let's get into this. God, I just Tea time. cracked my phone. So. I've been thinking a lot about rehabilitation and prisoner prison and like what prison's supposed to do. And, you know, I want people to go to prison and come out better people. But when I say that, I mean people that like steal and do crimes that are forgivable and not ruining an entire family and friend's life. I don't really care to rehabilitate people that destroy another one take the life of another human being and two ruin a life forever for family and friends and colleagues and anyone involved with that person like to me like i don't care if you go to jail and start to love jesus you did what you did and that person can never be brought back no like like in all seriousness like great i'm happy that maybe you'll never murder again but you should have never murdered in the first place and i'm not saying like bad things should happen to you but like just i don't care about your yeah about your new god loving well i was i meant i I wasn't i i just couldn't i was talking about someone who know you know like was petty theft grand theft i don't know someone i wasn't talking about the guy who's murdered 19 people and ate them for fun like yeah yes sir i'm so glad you found jesus please come back onto the streets are you kidding Oh my god, well I'm glad we went over that. <laughs> oh my goodness. I thought that's what you were saying. No, I mean I guess a true okay. Alright. Nice Samaritan walking down the street, has a sharp stick. He walks, trips down the stairs, boom, stabs someone at the bottom of the stairs. Yes. Huh? Finds Jesus. Comes back and is happy. That ah. Did you drop your phone? Yeah. But we um I- <laughs> I just, I just, you should have seen her face. It literally looked like she was trying to, I don't know. It's very scary. That's what I thought you were saying. But it's because we talked about that the other day. Yeah. Because yeah, those, of. Yeah. I, I, even the one that like has mannequins and wants to have mannequin pool parties. Like he can keep his ass in jail too. I don't care if he finds Jesus. Like from a couple episodes ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, he can stay too. More than more than happy for him to stay in there. No, oh, okay. No, no, no. Yeah. I think every single person on here, I would never want to, to ever come out of jail. I was just saying, we, I don't know, maybe a lighter episode, <laughs> but I see we are not <laughs> ever allowed to have one of those on this episode. I'm still new here, everybody. I am learning, and um, I, I am fully prepared for what's to come. Sadness, <laughs> darkness. I get it. I <laughs> well, goodbye, everybody. I'm so sorry. I just lit you up. Lit me up. She got even proper in her seat. She like readjusted herself. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Threw her laptop on the couch. Some authority. Oh, uh, Chase. I don't know how you date me. Oh, I was scared. You should have seen it. It's darkness. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Um, you guys might get two episodes this week. Uh, I'm gonna, what? You're in Nashville. 
Yeah, but when I come back and I... She is not going to be making an episode on Sunday. She is going to come back, complain about the drive, be exhausted, want to not unpack, do anything, cook, clean, anything. She will lay on the couch and go to bed by 8.30. You will get to one episode this week and she will be back next week. Jeez. I'm going to be honest with your friends. Don't give them false hope. All right, well... I'm going to put money on it that y'all are going to get two episodes this week just because of that. I might not do it Sunday. You might get it later in the week, like Thursday. Oh. Yeah. I wasn't saying two on Monday. No, I'm still ahead. Yeah, no, I'm still thinking you're talking about next Monday. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, she will give you two, I guess. (laughs) I thought you meant this week. Oh, gosh, Which is the week before we're supposed to have No, I'm saying next week. Yeah, the week this episode. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. All right, we was we, that was just a rumble of tumbles. Yeah, it was, and we mumbled yes, on. Yes, it was. All right, um, we hope you liked this episode. If you did, you can follow us on Instagram at crime with a K. You can send us a case to our Gmail at. I don't know that one. Crime with a K at gmail dot com. Gmail dot com. Oh, and. You have a new sticker. A new logo. Yeah. <gasps> Shout out to Mary for my new logo. Go look at it. It's so cool. It is so, so, so cool. And if you ever need any graphic design, go to Mary Design & Co. Because I've known Mary since I was literally 12. And her graphic design skills are by far the best. Nice. She, it I looks literally, really good. It looks so I good. Like she did exactly what I wanted. And it's just oh, so good. So thank you, Mary, for that. And we will see y'all next week. Or no, maybe later this week. Bye. Bye.